Aloha, beautiful women. Rise, priestess, rise, and welcome. Welcome to the Temple Podcast. I'm Kasha. I'm here to facilitate the conversations that we're all bursting to share. And I'm here to hold that space for everybody who's going through this big awakening as a woman in this world. This is the place where priestesses come to priestess and the sisterhood is absolute. I welcome all conversations of magic, divinity, sacred feminine, goddess work, priestess work, just embodiment of motherhood, maidenhood, cronehood. This is that place where we go to the temple and we sit together and we speak, we hold, we cry, we release, we laugh. attunement is for you. Thank you for joining us. Let's begin. Welcome to another episode of the Temple Podcast. Hi, I am your host, Kasha Diana. I am so happy to be here today to share a little bit more about me. How I came into this work, what my story is like. You might have heard snippets here and there. Some of your really close sisters say you've heard, you understand. But I would really like to have a pilot episode of me. I really want all of you to understand the depth of my work, the depth of my mission, and why I do what I do. I think that's really, really important to my listeners, to my sisterhood, to the priestesshood. You know, once you speak something out loud, it is is almost more powerful and less powerful all at the same time, which is why I'm a big advocate for truth and honesty it helps to really anchor in to the highest good. And some of the things that have happened to me have been pretty intense, pretty intense. And at the same time, removing myself from the human experience and you know, recognizing myself as a celestial cosmic being, I understand, I understand the importance of my experiences and my missions so that I am here to better serve you. There's almost disassociation is too hard of a word. It's like a detachment, a disengagement from that as a human experience. So I'm really looking forward to sharing some of the big things that have happened in my life so you can better understand and also feel safe, feel so, so safe and loved and heard and seen in your own stuff so that you may feel ready to reach out so that you may feel ready to speak and that we can all move and do this womb work magic together. Mm, I'm so, so looking forward to it. But before we begin, I just want to let everybody know who is in the Maritimes or maybe you're planning a trip this year and you're not sure where to go. I highly recommend coming out to the eastern part of Canada because, oh my gosh, it's amazing out here. It's gorgeous. And my girlfriends at the Hope Wellness Eco Resort in Edgett's Landing 
are doing this epic, epic wellness festival. The tickets will be dropping in about six days. It's big. There's going to be so many vendors, so many wellness events. There's going to be, I'm going to be doing the opening ceremony with a cacao um, heart opening ceremony for everyone. I'm going to prepare this cacao, the locally made, ethically harvested, fair trade, amazing cacao. I believe, well, they're donating it. La Royale Chocaterie, St. George Street, Moncton is so, so generous and giving us the, the chocolat, the cacao that we need, and not the chocolat, the cacao that we need to do the ceremony. So I'm so, so grateful and really looking forward to that sacred heart opening experience with everybody who's coming to the Wellness Festival. And I highly recommend you guys check it out. If you want a little bit more info, you can find these women at Hope Wellness Eco Resort on IG. Oh my gosh, just amazing. Just amazing. I love these women. Shout outs to Ashley and Katie for being so awesome. I really, really love them. I'm looking forward to all of the collaboration that we are doing together in the next few months. I will be hosting retreats at their resort as well as in my home. So if you are around at those times, you guys should check out my retreats and workshop page on the website to get in on this one-on-one -on -one in-person alchemy action. I'm telling you guys. It is potent stuff working one-on-one. -on -one. Get her done. Get her done. Get her done. That being said, let's begin the episode. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to sharing these things with you. And I can't wait. I just can't wait for all of you to really hear who I am and where I came from because it hasn't always been magical and easy every day is magic but damn when you're young and you don't, you aren't awake yet mm, mm. so here's the thing i have gone through multitude of levels of sexual abuse and sexual trauma and even some of these things, you know, before I get into it, I'm not a big fan of using all of these hype words, <laughs> all these new agey terms of trigger warning, trigger warning, offensive language may be used. I mean, you're offended. So what? Everybody who knows me knows I'm a very loving and kind person, but I'm also not into delusions. And that also means... When I speak, I speak from my heart and I speak from a truthful place. And so if this may, you know, create some discomfort for you, there is going to be talk of <sighs> some pretty intense traumatic things. So either you're ready and you receive it with an open heart or you're offended that I even utter some of these words. So I feel like if you're here, we're kind of already on the same page, but I don't really work in the 5D all the time. I access it. I work with it. I'm very much of the earth. I am of blood. I am of dirt. And I can access the higher realms. It's, you know, an allotment <laughs> to my gifts, but I am a firm believer in things rooted in man and woman and in things rooted in black and white. And then I access the gray. I access the other aspects of human experience. Absolutely. And I love the all-encompassing experience, big time. 
But my mission here is for women, for organic, biological females. So sometimes I get a lot of hype for being like anti-trans or like not LGBTQ friendly. I mean, little shout out to me if y'all had a resume of all the different things that I've been a part of. I've taken LGBTQIA plus seminars. I've worked with LGBTQIA peoples. I've been at PSW for many years. Um, you know, the reality is though, it's out of my scope of practice. It's out of my scope of practice. I am here to hold the gate for women, the biological female, women whose uteruses and wombs shed lining. That is literally like, I'm here for the blood. I'm here for the dirt. I'm here for where all humans have come from. I'm holding that space. And if you are trans and you're listening to this and you are ready to send me a hate message, please do. I really want to talk to you. I really want to connect with you and show you my love and my heart because your reality is so important to me. And that means I cannot take you on as a client because my scope of practice has been in the spiritual and scientific realm of a biological adult human female. And I mean, through the maidens and, and the elders as well and the crones, but I don't know your biology and I cannot pretend to understand it because I don't hold that portal. I don't hold that space. If you do not have a womb, I cannot work with you. That's just the way it is. And I hope you feel the surrender in my heart and the honesty in my words, really, really. So with that being said, these experiences I've had have led me to why I hold that space so sacredly and without interference of different agendas of the world. I'm a very friendly person. I've had all sorts of training. At the end of the day, my experiences are to protect women, wombs, and children. When I was shown this mission, that's what it is. I was like, that's pretty huge, but I'll keep writing it in my journal. Whatever you say, the woman's gatekeeper. Okay. No pressure. <laughs> okay. All right. The woman's gatekeeper. No pressure. But in these changing times, I think it's pertinent to have this understanding of fertility and where it comes from and what it's all about. The cycle of a woman's experience really does come down to the shedding of the lining in her womb and the death and the rebirth of her blood and her body each month and the death and the rebirth of each child that she brings and the death and the rebirth of losing her blood, of gaining her blood. So as I tell my stories, if you do not align with me or I've already pissed you off, please leave. I don't want to hurt you. I'm really here to hold a space for a specific gate. There's just a gate that needs to be held. Women are losing their space and that's not allowed to happen while I'm alive. So I have to hold the gate. Now, through my childhood, there was all sorts of abuse and it didn't actually become clear to me until I was a fully embodied woman in a very safe and intimate relationship. And I had moved out of my province with my partner at the time. 
and it all became clear to me. The memories came flooding back, you know, typical trauma response though, right? I dropped to the floor, I couldn't breathe. And all the memories started flooding back and I actually felt crazy. I felt bonkers. I was like, no, that can't be real. And yet every cell in my body, and this was before trauma-informed work, this was before any of that stuff even had information. I was in my kitchen. I had moved to Montréal. And my partner came up behind me and lovingly put his arms around me. And I fell to the floor. It's the first time in my life, you know, I'd been away from my province. I had my own apartment, I had my own relationship. My life was my own. There was no faking or pretending or normalizing of things for my safety. I was a prisoner of war until I had that relationship, literally. I was a prisoner of war, I was worried about it, and I was keeping myself safe. And it wasn't until I was in a whole new environment that I had curated on my own for independence and safety that I realized the depths of what I've been hiding and storing. Maybe some of you can relate to this. This is why I do a trauma recovery recollection as a part of my services and offerings because it's so powerful. That shit is hidden so deep and it's on a cellular level. When it comes forward, there is no denying it. And it's really amazing to do it with support. I've done it with people and I've done it with other sisters as well who um, hold magical portals. You know, we collaborate on, depending on who needs what, but I really get the right person to assist me if I feel that I need the assistance. So sharing this because one, I want you to get to know who I am and two, I want you to know that if you feel like something might've happened to you, it probably did. And if you would like to recover that, there are ways to do that safely, with support and to move on and to really activate parts of yourself that are being held by the safety mechanism of, you know, your trauma that's been holding you back. So my partner puts his arm around me, his arms around me from behind and fall to the floor, start hyperventilating. All the memories start flooding back. Physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse. And honestly, I wasn't ready for it all because only until recently, what was that? That was maybe like, 2010, 2011, how many years are we now? I'm gonna do math right now. 12 years later, or was it 11 years? Cause I think it was last year. Anyways, over a decade later, did the big final piece come in? So, you know, even through all the work I had done and all the images that had come resurfaced for me, there's still, it's deep. And that's because my, my memories resurfaced and I didn't have support. So you can really find the truth. And that's usually why I invite a collaborator to support me only if it feels good for you. Um, because they can see and hold a different space. And then you're held in this perfect trifecta, right? That's why the trauma recovery recollection usually has a triangle. Most of my work has triangles. Anyways. So there was childhood sexual molestation. Um, it was rape and you know the big big key point was the rape it was an ancestral rape experience and this had not become clear for me until I said just recently over a year maybe two, uh, 2022 2023 so 
that part was always there though. And I always knew I just wasn't ready to accept it. It wasn't until I was working in a dynamic with a healer who was there doing an interactive session with my whole family, my daughter, my son, my dog, my husband, and again, a whole new level of intimacy and safety for those memories to be released, right? A big, big pivotal point. I was not ready to receive that information, even though I will tell you for the past decade, I did know, I did know, just wasn't ready to receive it and share. So the memories came back of all those things and all those years I was working through, it was like detective work. And you know, if you're my client or even just a friend, you've heard me talk about a spiral. My shaman taught me about this. Life is like a spiral. I'm drawing it right now. And you meet yourself again and again in these different moments of, you know, yourself. And these opportunities come to you again and again for you to meet yourself. And if you don't listen to what you're being asked to experience, it just comes back again and again, right in the spiral and louder and louder each time until you receive it. And so this recent finding of ancestral rape was hidden down so deep and it kept coming to me through different experiences. There was a um, my best friend in university, he and I were so close. It was such a wonderful relationship. He totally had broken my trust and was raping me while I was asleep. And it was so horrible to have that betrayal of trust. Such a betrayal. And again, that's the example of a spiral, right? where I was denying myself of this deep betrayal of what had happened to me through my ancestral rape experience because it was happening through a best friend. So it's like you kind of get opened up and cracked open a little bit more each time, depending on how ready you are. So again, if you feel like something has happened to you and you're scared about opening it all up, your body is so smart. It will only open up when you're ready. Fuck, I didn't have any of my memories return until 2011. How old was I? I was 22. Early 20s, okay? Like, I held that in my body and my mind for 20 years. And it tried to come out because my sister came out about some of her stuff when I was 18. But I wasn't safe enough yet. I was still living with my abusers. So, and if people are like, oh my gosh, how could you go through this? How could you, wow, why do you carry this? I don't actually carry it at all anymore. And I'm sharing it with more and more people. I used to not share it because, you know, my level of healing has become so accelerated that when I share it with people, they almost like bring me back down because they're like oh it's so heavy da, 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 da. like they're just at the beginning healing phases of processing it because perhaps they knew my father perhaps they knew my brother perhaps they knew my best friend right so it's very interesting it's very interesting what comes through and when and why 
and understanding that your readiness is really dependent on your willingness and your commitment to the healing. And it's by no means a judgment. And you will be given ample opportunities in your life if it's your mission to clear this, right? So my previous partner, he was such a shaman. There are a lot of psychotropic experiences, psychedelic experiences, and I'm so grateful to him. It ended up being a very codependent relationship. I mean, basically he was my family rebound, right? <laughs> leaving a very unsafe environment and stepping into such a safe environment. Shout outs to his mother and father and sister and brother, because it was such a beautiful family to land in, feel safe, nourish, and really explore these things. They were so supportive in so many ways, um, emotionally, financially, spiritually, holy moly, just amazing. And I'm so grateful that I had that experience knowing that I could have that soft place, you know, and a soft place to land. So those experiences of my childhood and then not remembering them until my adulthood and then processing them in my early adulthood, you know, really showed me the depths of the love that the universe has for me. So some people say, you know, triggers are your treasures. I like that a lot because these triggers came up so many different times in so many different ways. And each time it was like a detective showing me what needed to be seen for my file, for my portfolio. And now I feel like my portfolio is complete. I'm no longer subconsciously seeking out these traumatic events to deepen my understanding. I mean, there's different levels of growth for sure, but the sexual trauma in my life has been healed. My current partner and I have such an intimate, sacred marriage, sacred sexual union that can only bring more fertility, that can only bring more healing. And you know, I should mention about my fertility because of my sexual trauma, a few things. I had endometriosis, they say totally incurable. You'll never have children. You're infertile. Um, I had a giant dermoid cyst on my right ovary. It was spanning, you know, nearly 30 centimeters. It was disfigured. Um, that was all, you know, of it being stored in my body and being denied. So through healing that with my previous partner and now healing that further with my, my sacred sexual union now, the healing is so profound. Like I did not really use protection with my previous partner, sexual protection and energetic or like physical. <laughs> there are so many chances to become pregnant and it never happened. Whereas with my partner, we, we consciously conceive and I just knew by looking at him like, oof, I better be ready for procreation. Hey. <laughs> so there's also you know, the alchemy process of sexual intimacy and what that brings. And it's either fueling your healing or it's hindering your healing. Um, it also could just be stagnant and really just not even present. And so I'm a big believer in using sexual energy and magic as a way to cure and heal and up-level your life. A big thing that I do is when I hold these sacred containers for women, is health and wealth activation, right? Your sexual energy is prime time, prime time. For those of you who don't believe in magic, 
Think about it. Think about all the times you've made love and how epic the next 24 hours are. That is because your union and your exchange was so, so calculated and so, so magical. Some of my favorite things to do during sex is actually manifestation work. So sometimes our dirty talk is a little interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, lots of money. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me that house, bring me that land. And here I am sitting on my 40 acres near an ocean with hundred year old farm um, maple trees in my century farmhouse. Like I didn't do this alone. I co-created this with my sexual power of the universe and my partner. So those of you who work with me also know how important it is to cut those sexual connections and threads because every partner you have as a woman, you are, you're the receiver, you're receiving energy. And if you do not consciously remove that energy, it's going to stay in your body. It's going to affect your life. It's going to affect your choices. It's going to just affect, affect, affect instead of you disengaging and having your own power. You know, women especially white women, we have had so much power taken through like on a mitochondria level through rape, birth rape. My God, how many of you have birthed in a hospital? Oh, vastly different from, you know, anything physiological, pathological, anything is different from physiological, anything. And so hence also my work in birth work because you are a sacred portal. You're opening your body and you are birthing a human again. This isn't anti-anything hype. Women give birth. Wombs, house, hold children and grow them and give them. Breasts, give milk. Like, this is the woman's gatekeeper. Everything I've been through, I could not share an experience if it was not through my fertility, through my experience of bleeding and womanhood and those of you who have also read my book like blood magic like hello hello of course you can purge with your blood duh attach whatever energy you don't fucking want and watch it leave your body yeah it just it makes sense it makes sense right and through all of these experiences the trauma the lack of having support and decades later having some support i mean I shouldn't say I didn't have support. I did talk therapy for seven years. It was okay, but it was kind of like a circle, 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 circle jerk. It was like a, it was helpful to like identify triggers and the woman really helped me through my 3D things of like university and getting through and having note takers and having, you know, the support I needed to do 3D stuff. Sure. But then I met a wonderful woman, Francine and a wonderful woman named Shauna. Shauna does, uh, she used to do sexual living. Now she does um, dom work, dominatrix stuff. I mean, obviously she's a fucking epic dom. You wanna explore sex safely? Go check this lady out. I'm just amazing. And just DM me for her info because I don't know if she wants to be out there on my podcast yet, but sorry I outed you anyways. <laughs> but uh, she, was my shaman, she was my sexual wellness shaman and she helped me work through some crazy motherfucking shit and held such a safe, tough love space for me to really, 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 really access my power. 
thank goodness. And to this day, so many of my teachings are from her teachings, which I know are from blood magic teachings, which are from, you know, the divine earth teaching. Thank you, Gaia. Mm. So she also, you know, helped me do some counseling before my husband and I got married to really get clear about our sexual intentions with one another. Like sexual energy is so, so, so important, which is why I've been fucking hijacked. Birth is sexual. It's been hijacked. Okay. Like the sexualization of women in porn, disgusting. It's been hijacked. You know, it's these things that really need to be respected and understood. And it's through my experiences and my lack of support, having support, using the support, listening to the support that placed me in a place of readiness. That also, guys, it's so beautiful. It gifted me my psychic abilities. I'd always been different, always seen things in my house, talked to different strange things that other people couldn't see, but my psychic abilities have been turned on because of this stuff. I cannot turn them off anymore. And sometimes they quiet down if I need solitude or there's a protection mechanism, but truly, honestly, these have been gifts. These have been gifts that have been given to me. These downloads and understanding, it's because the truth have been revealed in my body. There were deep insights coming from the heaven and the astral realm, and they were un, excuse me, unfreaking deniable. And when I admitted to myself, I think it was 2012, 20 something, I don't know, that indeed, indeed, my first male role model had betrayed me on the deepest level. And I haven't even admitted like the full story yet, but I just admitted, yes, yes, no, thank you. And it's not just me. There are other people in the family, other people who had stayed with us, you know, overnights and stuff. So I was a fucking detective, polygraph tests and shit. Like nothing an 18 year old, you're still a baby at 18. Nothing that an 18 year old should have to do. Like so inappropriate. Anyways, once I admitted that, I shit you not. It felt like the whole world. And I remember specifically, I was standing outside of my townhouse on the street and I was so devastated. And I just admitted to myself while I was walking, everything turned brighter. I thought I was tripping balls. It's like when you do ear candling and then obviously you can like smell and see better because there's less gunk in your body. Same fucking thing. It felt like the lens had been put on for the truth, the truth that had been revealed heaven had met me on earth and been like, yes. And it was the most horrible thing to admit to myself. So much so that I would have rather been crazy, but it actually brought me so much sanity to accept that truth into my body and so much peace in my nervous system to not be fighting that truth. The greens of the trees became brighter. The cars on the street were like just vibrant. The flowers, the grass, everything, the sky. I was like, oh, this is undeniable. How can I deny this? It is so plainly and vastly true. You know, and that's, that's ascension. That's how you move into your true self. Part of it is just rising above the darkness, right? Recognizing the light is here. The light is here. And you can't really go through any of that stuff without rising above the darkness. So all of you, 
a lot of you want all this heaven on earth and this 5D ascension. And I'm so with you. I'm so with you. The energy of there is so, so nice. It's so different. It's so light. There's a lot of shit that needs to be sorted. So for all of you who want the heaven on earth, y'all need to do some moon work. Y'all need to go to the depths of the darkness. And then you can ascend. You can't just like, there is no fucking ladder. <laughs> there is no ladder. You can't just walk up there and be like, hey guys, I'm here for the party. You can't crash the ascension party, okay? You just cannot crash the ascension party. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> you have to do the work. You have to do the work. So how do you do the work? Well, you just put your hand on your heart and hand on your womb and see what that feels like. And then you also have to recognize, are there these little niggling feelings in my life that maybe, maybe something has happened to me? Chances are, yeah, honestly, 100% of women have been sexually abused, whether it's through a medical institution or a friend or a family member or partner or whatever, like 100%. So work through that shit that's stored in your womb, cut off the excess energies, allow yourself to have these truths be revealed. And then, and then, and only then will you see the light and then move into your truest self because you're here to accept those missions. So that's kind of my story. That's why I accepted my mission. You know, I journal a lot and I kept coming through woman's gatekeeper, woman's gatekeeper, woman's gatekeeper. I kept seeing like, you know, Austin Powers and like, I don't know, like I haven't even seen this stuff like Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever, where people get beamed up and through and around. Oh, I don't know. Portals are real. Portals are fucking real. And you just have to do the work. You have to do the work to be able to have access, to go through the portal, to shift things, to shift things for yourself. And you have to accept your mission because once you meet your truest self, you can't help but understand better. So if someone had told me, like, if I had received this message in, you know, let's say 2012, fuck no, but that was the deep awakening of so many people. And now, you know, 10, 11 years later, there's this next mass awakening of people, right? It comes in waves. So like, know that your wave will come. Know that it's totally okay to take your time. We're all here to meet you. No one's better than the other because they've been awake longer, whatever the fuck. Okay, no. Come meet your truest self. You can work with me. You can find somebody else. I don't care. I honestly, this isn't a pitch. It's, it's just a necessary understanding. Like if you love me and you're here to get to know me and meet other divine magical women and learn more about just womanhood and sisterhood and priestesshood. So you can rise and rise and rise into your truest priestesshood. Do the work. Excuse me, and don't do it alone. Do the work, don't do it alone, get her done. And it's gonna be so much easier. So much easier to work through that stuff, cutting the cords, uncrossing with your energy. And, you know, sometimes they're benevolent, but a lot of the times there's malevolence. So like, get, get rid of that shit. Get rid of that shit. Move into your truest self. Work on that trauma. Whatever it is. Because then you can accept your mission, right? And this is why I do what I do. This is why I help women move those things. This is why I do body work. This is why I do shamanism work. Like I have invested thousands, thousands of dollars 
countless hours of time into my own healing. Okay, books would find me, I'd spend hours reading them. Repressed childhood memories, the courage to heal, all these different ways of supporting myself intellectually, okay? And then you need to find some physical support, body work. Um, maybe you are into talk therapy, maybe that's what really helps you. Spiritually, you need to find something to believe in that's higher than yourself. Maybe you can find that through a shaman, a womb shaman like myself. Maybe you find that through the spirit of God, goddess, whatever, whatever it is. There needs to be some kind of spiritual aspect. You also need to take a good look at your social experience. Are you hanging out with people who don't have your highest good in order? Are you hanging out with people that you can't share all of your stuff with? Do you have a wide circle of friends, but no sisters? Sisterhood is so important. Go find a local sisterhood circle. The best thing you could do. Or start one. I always say that. It's like just start one, just start one, just start one. Um, you know, and then finally to your emotional work. And that's like the trauma recovery stuff. Your emotional aspect to healing. This ease comes from a lack of ease in the body. And how do you find ease in your body? By being in line with your emotions. Humans were emotional. It's just what it is. So that is a holistic experience to healing. And that is actually how you're going to heal. You can't just do one form of therapy to support yourself in extracting memories or extracting experiences. There needs to be a holistic experience. These five points are the basis of my work and what I do with, with women. Some women come to me for womb work and leave needing to do liver work. So interesting. Yeah, it's actually your liver that's pissed off and we need to help you move forward on your life activation point because I see that in your iris. It correlates to what your liver said to me when we did abdominal massage. And now we're going to help support you in finding yourself and being yourself and living your most authentic, integral part of your body, your mind and your soul. You know, and then from there, you'll have a new expansion and you'll have a new experience. And then again, I urge you to do a holistic search for your spirituality at that point in your life, your social interactions at that life, your intellectual capacity and what you're reading and consuming because that's really important. You're creating those things and how your emotions are and what your physical state is. It's a holistic experience. And so I am a holistic experience. My whole journey has been holistic. My whole journey. It hasn't been one thing or the other. So I really welcome you to honor the little things in your body and work through them to meet your truest self. Like Sarah Piss Bay, look him up. He's just a gorgeous, gorgeous keeper of the light. Oh my gosh. Sarah Piss Bay, S-E-R-A-P-I-S-B-E-Y. Hey, Bay. And Lady Venus, I feel like those are really great keepers of the light that will support you in your, in your expansion, in your growth, in your ascension during these really strange times. Thank you for listening and getting to know who I am and why I do what I do and the depths of my hurt and my mission and why I hold it so sacred for the women of this world. Mm. I move to tears, truly, that this is, this is my work. 
I can't believe this is my work, but here I am. Every day I show up for it, either in motherhood or in sisterhood. And I can't deny the priestesshood. It just, it'll just keep screaming out of me, won't it? Oh. I love you all for being here. And for each of you who have ever gone through any of that. I'd also like to add that I've been through a self-led abortion and I find that episode with the noble mother it's the dark magic experience of integrating my medicine woman of many past lives the fertility experience of being a woman is so sacred It is so, so sacred. And you only know this if you've experienced this from the beginning. Because you hold the codes for the next beginning, the beginning after that. It's truly an honor to share my story and my love and my heart from my womb to yours. Oh. Rise, priestess, rise. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Until I see you on the next episode, have a wonderful, wonderful womanly experience. I love you. We'll talk soon. Girl
Star.